Welcome to the Baco County Pulse. This special legislative edition of the Pulse is focused on the issues before the 2020 General Assembly session. This podcast is developed by the Virginia Association of Counties and shares with our listeners the pulse of Virginia County governments. I'm Dean Lynch, Virginia Association of Counties Executive Director and your host for this legislative briefing. With me as a special guest is Jason Bellows, VACO's second vice president and Lancaster supervisor. Jason, great to have you with us. Uh, thanks, Dean. I'm happy to be here today to discuss these important issues. Well, you know, it's good to have you here with us. You know, I know that I just kind of pulled you out of the General Assembly. You were probably lobbying some issues and advocating for Virginia counties while you're here, but it's great to have you with us, you know, on this podcast. The 2020 General Assembly session began on January the 9th. This is a new session. We've had a changeover in the House and Senate uh, from uh, majority Republican-controlled House and Senate to now the uh, Democrats controlling the House and Senate. And with that changeover, we have a new Speaker of the House. Delegate Eileen Fillercorn is now the Speaker of the House. And we also have a new House courthouse clerk in Suzette Denslow, who is very familiar to local government in that she used to work for several local governments in her career. And it's good to have uh, somebody who knows local government in that position. I know this has been a crazy week and just getting started with the General Assembly. It's been a kind of a slow start. We just got the listing of committee assignments uh, yesterday. Lots of things are still in flux. Uh, can you give me a prediction on what do, what do you think from, from your end, uh, being in local government? How do you see this session starting out? Um, I think it's going to be a, certainly an interesting session to watch. There's a lot of hot button issues out there that have really uh, stirred up local government across the Commonwealth. Uh, such as the Second Amendment uh, issue and gun uh, issues. That's going to be a big issue before the General Assembly that's going to be uh, affecting local governments. Um, but I, I think that we have a lot of opportunity as well in this general session with the changeover to move forward some of the issues that local government's been pushing over the last few years. You know, Jason, a lot of the media headlines are going to be focused on guns and gun control that, that we think that we're going to see in the General Assembly. We know that we have lots of bills that have been proffered in there and many people be weighing in, but there's some other really big issues that are, that are going to be deliberated. One is minimum wage, moving, you know, moving the minimum wage up. Another is collective bargaining. There's a bill in that, that really mandates uh, collective bargaining for public employees. All those issues are, are huge issues that we'll be dealing with uh, you know, this, this upcoming year. Yes, those are all very important to local government as well. But Jason, let me, I know that uh, since you've been on our education steering committee for a number of years, uh, I know that one of your top issues, K-12 funding, education funding, and we have been shopping budget amendments all this week leading up to deadline today for budget amendments. One is increased funding for K-12. Another is one of VACO's top priority issues, and that's equalizing the taxing authority that counties have with cities and towns. Can you tell me a little bit about K-12 funding? While that's been a priority of, of us and specific, specifically you, uh, what does increased K-12 funding mean to you and mean to your locality from Lancaster County and maybe mean to your region? Um, well, since the recession, the localities have really footed the extra bill for uh, public education. And so uh, getting us back whole will be a big uh, thing to local government because then we can look to fund other portions of our budget that we've been not been able to do as a result of having to put so much money that the state has mandated from public education. So I think that as we can uh, look at these issues and explore different ways, we'll have a lot of opportunity. Well, I appreciate 
the uh, the contribution that the state state is making toward K twelve and toward public education. Basically, though, these public education is funding at the is funded at the county level, and we have the we deal with the stress of raising the revenue to increase uh, increase taxes to support support K twelve funding. We struggle at the local level in being able to pay for some of our core services and being totally reliant or predominantly reliant on the state for their contributions. One of our other top issues that we have been dealing, dealing with is, is trying to equalize the taxing authority between cities, counties, and towns. Right now, right now, cities and towns can enact taxes and can, can raise revenue in different ways than, than counties. Current counties currently just have the real estate tax, we have personal property tax. Some counties may have gotten authority to do a food tax or meals tax in some time, but, but we are really at a handicap to provide funding for those core services. Can you tell us what kind of what that means to you all in Lancaster County or what it means to your region? If you were to be able to, to raise revenue just like the towns or just like the, the cities? Um, well, right now, as you said, most of uh, local authority is on taxing is, is on real estate tax. That's really our only go-to. Um, so when these continued unfunded mandates roll down from the, from the state, uh, we end up having to go to real estate all the time. So if we had a broader uh, portfolio of things that we could look at or options, uh, I think that would be good. And I think that any time that we can push authority down to the local level for the citizens and the local governments to make uh, decisions on taxing or any of those things, I think it's better off and we're better representative. No, I really feel that that we've made some great headway in working with the delegates and senators in the General Assembly on this equal taxation idea. We have we've addressed it at our annual conference, we've addressed it at the finance forum which was a local government finance forum which was held a couple weeks ago. Lots of good Good information coming out of the out of the House and the Senate that that this may be the year to, uh, to 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 make some momentum on this, and so I'm really hoping that with our patrons, uh, Delegate Watts, Delegate Kilgore, Senator Hanger, Senator Favola, I'm hoping that that we can make some strides in this and, and get this thing passed this year. While I know it's not a, a an issue, a media issue like a gun issue or a, a collective bargaining issue or a minimum wage issue, for us. At the county level, this is one of our most important issues, and I really just hope that we can we can get some momentum on this. So. I think we have a good chance this year as well. Some other bills that that uh, that we really have been working on this this year, and trying to get some good budget amendments in, and it's dealing with election election security and trying to uh, to get the state to use some HABA dollars HABA dollars to to support locals in their in their uh, election administration. Some other is some HHR, Health and Human Resource Issues, some Community Service Board funding, knowing that opioids, the opioid epidemic is real in Virginia and trying to find ways to combat that at the local level. Several things that we're doing. Uh, are you doing anything unique in the Lancaster area? or? Uh, well, speaking to elections uh, and expanding the voting and things that are being considered, that's, that's a real fiscal impact to local government to extend to a 45-day uh, pre-voting period is I think a good thing for the citizens to be able to have that access but it also needs to be considered as a budget item for local government and perhaps the state needs to be aware that that could be a considerable cost because for Lancaster it means that we're gonna have to look at for our facilities and potentially renovate facilities to be able to house and and be able to accommodate that type of uh, 
uh, influx of people over the 45 days. So I think it's a real concern and a real issue that we need to pay close attention to on the cost and how that might impact local government. Jason, we've got uh, many other budget amendments and many other bills that are floating around there that we're working on. And coming up on February the 6th is our local government legislative day that we're having up here. And we hope to give you a blueprint as an elected official of ways to advocate for Virginia counties, uh, give you a whole host of these bills. And, you know, we need as many county government officials in Richmond as possible to help advocate uh, for core services you know, that we do at the local level. Yeah, this is just a great opportunity for local government to get together with their legislator and, and push for these things that are important to local government. So I just encourage everybody who can to make it out that day. Well, Jason, I really want to thank you for being a part of the VACO Weekly Legislative Briefing, our podcast today. Good to have you and be able to pull you away for a few minutes uh, from, from your advocacy up here on the Hill. But it's great to have you, and we thank the listeners for, for being a part of the Vaco County Podcast. Well, thanks for having me today, and I just encourage everybody to pay close attention to the General Assembly and what's coming down the pike because there's a lot of interesting things and a lot of opportunity as well. Thank you.